Saw there was a short called Evil Head Two, Dead by Dong, and I was like, "No, that's too easy." Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with. It's not the same. Uh, no, because Ash isn't killing them with his dong. He is in danger of being killed by their dome. Yeah, they're gonna dome him to death. It, it's, uh, there used to be. I guess there still is. It still exists, I suppose. There was a movie that I used to see on, like, on demand in, like, the early 2000s, and it was called I Domed Your Son, but it was not pornography. Okay. Uh, apparently, domed is also a, uh, a uh, an expression for murdering. Oh, okay. But I was like, oh, yeah, and I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, this isn't pornography that just ended up in the normal on demand section. So you immediately turned it off? Yeah, I wasn't going to watch that After shit. After you made it 30 minutes in and made sure it wasn't porn? <laughs> yeah, I skipped ahead a little bit. No one was, no sons were being domed. And I was like, well, I could just not get domed in real life. So I <laughs> swapped that out. I got the VCR, I got the DVD player up. I just watched Happy Gilmore. <laughs> what a happy end to the story. Mm-hmm. Whoa, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We're going to come where they say we can't come. <laughs> you know, with the welcome to the Raincoat Report. Oh, yes. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hey, and it's our post-election dissection. Yes. We were just had an election in America for senators and such. Uh, we should We should have done this last week. No, this is post-election. Right, but the election day is Tuesday, and our show would have come out on Wednesday. I don't know what fucking day it is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is all being recorded before the election anyway. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what what did you think about the election? Uh, I think things are uh, dark days ahead, but there's also a little ray of hope. Well, I think that there's a lot of hope in our future, but there are some, you know, dark things in our society that we're going to have to attend to. Forgot our side one, and we're just going to call everyone else. So <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote green. Wait, don't vote because it's the election's over. Are we green? We. We officially elected Green. Oh, we should be the Brown Party. Oh, oh no, we can't. They, we can't be the Brown Shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, Jeremy, I just want to take a moment to let you know that I value your friendship. 
And at the end of the day, if I ever got it in my mind that I needed to start driving trucks across the country, yeah, I would let you be my simpleton friend who rides along with me, and um, we would fuck our way across the country. I'd be so good at spotting stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, like a cow. <laughs> or like, oh, there's a sharper image. We should stop there and... I got like an air fryer for the truck. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be, yeah. Yeah, we can make pizza rolls in the air fryer. Oh, yeah. We make pizza rolls while doing hairpin turns. It'll do 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 a few bumps and do a few lot lizards. Yeah, become, uh, become highway killers. Oh, this took a turn? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of us will. I'm the simpleton, so probably me. Perhaps. I think that's how it's going to go down. Statistically, one of them's got to be a killer. I think that's how truck... Every truck on the highway, (laughs) every fourth truck has a killer. Okay. That's a FBI statistic. (laughs) Okay. They're a noble profession. The profession attracts a lot of people who also want to (laughs) kill. So, uh, two of these potential killers appear in this film. Specifically, we have John Seaman as John. Yes. And we also have Fernando Fortes as Fernando. Yes. I would like to take a moment to speak about both of these cast members. (laughs) Okay. Now, John Seaman, we've seen quite a few times before. Supergirl, Supergirl, whatever the fuck that was. They changed the name. Oh, Miss Marvelous. Miss Marvelous, uh, Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls. Yep. And so forth. And he always has that mustache. And for a long time, I've thought of him. I was like, he's, when I, especially when I started watching this, I was like, he's no leading man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's more like the goofus you see you know he's got that look to him yeah yeah um he looks like what people today would be like you're like oh he looks like a child molester or something like that but there's more to him much more look at look at this take the phone okay like he he's like a handsome squidward he is he's got like a real like jaw uh no mustache a little bit of a haircut kind of looks like a white oj (laughs) <laughs> okay oh yeah uh, i could see that uh, he's he's a very handsome man so i respect him a lot more for playing this uh almost grotesque car- uh troll and <laughs> <laughs> uh in these porn films when he could have very easily been a very handsome leading man yeah <laughs> uh i don't know what to make of that necessarily but adds a layer of intrigue well so Let's talk a little bit about Fernando Flores Fortes. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so Fernando uh, is a delightful character. He's a lot of fun. Uh, I recall seeing him first in another Carlos Tobolina film titled "Come Under My Spell," oh. where uh, he uses magic to have sex with women. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and that might be fun to cover at some point, but. Uh, Today's film is also fun to cover with him because he is a delightful, charismatic fellow. Yes, and it seems that he was more of like a crewman for the most part than an actor. Yeah, I noticed that on IMDb he has a bunch of sound department credits and 
cinematographer credits. He worked on the sound department for Pulsating Flesh. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, I would also like to note that he has like an executive producer credit or something like that on this. Oh, wow. And also one of the stars, uh, which seems to be maybe something Tobolina did from time to time. Uh, If you remember, Pulsating Flesh was written by like Peter Longfellow or something like that, and also starred the same man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Carlos Tobolino will do like a vanity porn film for you for like $20,000 maybe. (laughs) I think it's just if you pay him enough to make the movie, he'll make the movie. Yeah. (laughs) No questions asked. Yeah. Um, But uh, it is something interesting, and it shows that if you just like hang on and just do crew long enough, uh, eventually you'll be noticed in your talent. Yeah, this is, this is interesting, because this, uh, at least as far as release order is concerned, is his last movie in mm-hmm. 1980, mm-hmm. but he has credits with Tobolina through 87, his last credit being on uh, either Boiling Desires in the sound department or Sexual Odyssey in cinematography. He also, Boiling Desires and Pulsating Flesh. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting man. He also had a camera operator credit on Flesh and Bullets, which is the weird exploitation mm-hmm. crime like, movie. Yeah, like the non-pornographic film yeah. that Tobolina did. Yeah, I remember. I you, need to rewatch that again. I remember, I remember you, thinking it was fun. Yeah, I remember you talking about it way back when we first covered Pulsating Flesh, and I still haven't watched it, but I need to. But yeah, Fernando, he's got a uh, heavy accent. And that has a lot of an effect on his performance, I think. Uh, He also might not be a great actor, because I've known many people with accents to be great actors. Certainly. Uh, But Fernando isn't quite, but he has quite a charm to him that we'll see exploited throughout the film. We certainly will. But yeah, in addition... Uh, basically everybody else in the film has a fairly small role, mm-hmm. um, but we do get Seika and Marlene Monroe, which I believe are the only other named characters in the film. Mm-hmm. Seika playing Judy and Marlene playing Mary. Yeah. I don't know why there's like, they have a good scene and stuff, but like, I don't know why they would have names and everybody else wouldn't. No, I don't know either. Um, we also get Juliet Anderson. Yes, we do. Uh, we also have Carlos Tobolina himself appearing as the professor yeah. for a, an adult sex education class. Certainly. He's learning about the birds and the bees because no one taught you. And who better to teach you than Carlos Tobolina? I could probably think of a couple of people. Yeah, they, that, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, go ahead and we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back to give more time carnal highways we'll we'll go a few miles down those carnal highways yeah we'll see you on down the road thumb sticking out a little bit of leg a little bit ankle a little bit of leg maybe a little cheek a little cheek yeah if i'm facing the other way just trying to catch a ride on these carnal highways Boy, that little girl we had before, she was really something. I couldn't believe the way she was giving you a blowjob. Oh, yeah, she was so good. I was getting hot just watching her doing it. I got enough for a good pair, you know. I love, did you see me putting it to her from behind? Yeah, I saw you. 
Did you turn off you? Turn on you? Oh, was I turned on? Ah, she's there. She was so terrific. I cannot forget her. My doctor said I need to eat two cans of Easy Cheese every day. I know, I've been watching you. It's uh, it's a lot of work sometimes, eating all this cheese. Yeah, he said your cholesterol was too low. <laughs> I'm an all-cheese diet. <laughs> uh, crackers count as negative calories on a cheese diet. Yeah, crackers are just, they're just, you know, they're just a way to get the cheese into you, really. It's like when you put, like, a dog's pill in the cheese. <laughs> except the cheese is your medicine this time, so you gotta put the cheese on a cracker. I get it, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a white man's diet. <laughs> it is. I, As you can tell, I've been doing uh, cheese whippets. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, I think I might be dying. <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to like actually like inhale any of the cheese, but I don't know how to really do whippets. <laughs> dripping out of my just, nostrils. I think you just inhaled a bunch of cheese. It's in my brain. <laughs> Your brain's full of brain cheese. Yeah, it's, it's fermenting. What happens when cheese ferments? You get milk? <laughs> I think you just get grosser cheese. Grosser cheese. Gro- you get the cheese that you get from your grocers. Okay, well, once... I think that'll probably be done by the time we get through Carnal Highways. Okay, so... So I will um, expel it for you to eat. Yes, your brain cheese. Your delicious brain cheese is perfect for my diet. It's going to come out, put a cracker under my nose, I'm going to press <laughs> down on the top of my head, because i still got the soft spot. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about your soft spot. Yeah, that's why I can't be outside around goals. <laughs> He'll dive bomb you. So Carnal Highways <laughs> opens with the roar of a semi-truck as we go through some B-roll of trucks and various lots. We get our credits. And soon after, we see John and Fernando looking at a truck with a salesman. John claims to know all about trucks while he notes that Fernando doesn't know anything about trucks. Fernando's fucking stupid. <laughs> John asks the seller if it's true that truck drivers get a lot of action. And he says there are indeed some fringe benefits. As they're negotiating, they apparently talk themselves into doing a run to San Francisco. They're taking a bunch of desks from the McMahon Brothers Desk Company to some kids in the second grade. Or at least they think. John and Fernando are fine with this and excited about the women in San Francisco. So we cut to some street B-roll and see Fernando checking the tires on the truck by wailing on them with the tire iron. Although he only goes back and checks them on one side of the truck. They're fine. He runs through them all and climbs back in. The truck moves forward a few feet before stopping and John has to come back and help affix the trailer properly. Do you think Mike Seaman had to get a CDL to make this movie? I think so, yes, because he's, he's driving lot, the truck. You do see a lot of him driving the truck. To be fair, I also think that there aren't any shots where it's certain that they're actually moving. No, they're uh, they're sitting in the cab of a truck, and people outside probably with like 
like two by eights or whatever, or uh-huh. just like jostling the truck from side right? to side. <laughs> it seems like um, to simulate the uh, poor state of the roads in seventies uh, America. We also or see eighties America. Sorry. We also see them take off from and back into the same spot a few times. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's hard driving. They, it doesn't seem like they'd had any experience in this before. It seems like they saw Smokey and the Bandit. Right. Or uh, some of the other popular trucker films of the time and thought, man, I want to get some lot lizards. <laughs> I think that there's a good crossover between this and Smokey and the Bandit that might be the best film ever made. Yeah, I think so. Well, instead, we get some funk guitar music hit as the boys hit the road. Some guy on the CB tells them to keep an eye out for a woman by the road, and we cut to them picking up a redhead. Um, It's worth noting, uh, I think I might have brought it up, I'm not sure... But the only people who are named in this film are John Fernando and then two later ladies, Mary and Judy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Almost everybody in this film is unnamed or just named for their function in the film. This being the hitchhiker. That's a lot. It's a lot lizard life. I guess that's true. Uh, This particular lot lizard is Natasha Raphael. Fernando asks her if she's running away from home, and while she's hesitant, she goes on to tell a story that started this morning in the bathtub. We cut to our hitchhiker in the bathtub with another woman. A blonde woman played by Christine Kelly. We see our hitchhiker sucking her friend's tits. After a bit, the hitchhiker stands up to reveal her fully shaven snatch. Two weeks in a row, which her friend then licks and sucks. Her friend also rubs her nipple on her vagina. Yeah, uh, my my note is nip to clit. (laughs) There's some really external tongue kissing, followed by our hitchhiker returning the favor and going down on her friend. I think this is Carlos Tobolina's tub. That would make a lot of sense. I think that's where it all takes place. The music sounds like it's from a late 60s comedy (laughs) her friend props her leg up uh, allowing us to get a better look at the tongue work going on and then at the end her mother walks in on them we cut back to the cab of the truck and john suggests well maybe you're a lesbian and she says i don't think so john then suggests there's only one way to find out telling her to get in the back of the cab After she climbs back, John stops the truck, and John and Fernando climb into the back of the cab. I've never been in the cab of a big truck, but this one seems very roomy. Yeah. Um, I think it depends. I think it just depends. We cut to Fernando helping the hitchhiker take her pants off, and afterwards... I wonder if we have any trucker listeners. Probably not after that intro. (laughs) But uh, if if you're still out there... Uh, Papa Bear, give me a big six. <laughs> give me a 10-4, buddy. Uh, let me know how spacious those cabs are. <laughs> you got a whitey on your tail. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm going to get really into CB radio talk. <laughs> Great. That's going to help the podcast a lot, I'm sure. For the, with the trucker crowd. I'm also getting to, like, uh, highway killing. 
shit stuff. Not like I'm gonna like research it and I'll bring it up oh. a lot. I'm not gonna, okay. I'm not gonna do any myself. Oh, okay, that's good. I, I'm sedentary. Yes, you are. <laughs> I would have to like. It would just be so much work to serial kill. Yeah, killing once seems like a lot. Know, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna try. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I've decided already. I'm not gonna do that one. Well, I think this will be legally admissible as proof that you didn't kill anybody in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm recording this podcast is just to get a bunch of statements that clear me of future crimes. Yes, various alibis and uh, statements to to your character. I don't think if this podcast should probably be deleted. <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, if like your character was being judged by your comments on the podcast, it probably would do more harm than good overall. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> the hitchhiker helps the guys unbuckle their belts and get undressed. We see as Fernando takes his pants off that he's been wearing a jock strap. The hitchhiker, however, quickly relieves Fernando of said jock strap and starts to suck his cock. Fuck yeah. John starts to caress her and play with her holes from behind before mounting her doggy style. The hitchhiker seems to be doing most of the work herself here, including thrusting into John's cock. After a couple of minutes, John pulls out and comes on the hitchhiker's ass. The hitchhiker then mounts Fernando and Cowgirl and rides his cock as John watches intently. Fernando pulls out and strokes his cock, coming mostly on his own pubes. We then cut to the boys taking off in the truck again. We see the guys talking about the great conquest they just had, and how hot it was. They decide that the kids that are waiting on these desks can wait. Yeah, fuck those kids. And they can focus on finding some more women to have fun with. Yeah. We see their truck pulling into a parking spot, which was the same parking spot we saw them leaving earlier. They've just been driving in circles. Yeah. (laughs) Looks to be Christmas season based on the art on the windows of this gas station or diner that they're walking out of. Sure. Was this filmed in California? I think so. I would think so. I would think so. I don't know for sure, but Tobolina is usually out of California. So, if it's, so they weren't like driving their truck like cross country or anything. So they can afford to fuck around a little bit. Yeah. When I worked at the Dollar Tree, the drivers were often fucking about. Yeah, I can like, imagine that. Like getting, as I've, re, as I've regaled people, getting stuck in the earth for days on end. Uh, <laughs> just not responding to any any calls yeah uh, saying they're 20 minutes away but then they've decided to get something to eat at the bob evans without telling anyone you know being I, a trucker sounds more appealing the more i think about it yeah you can just be rude i think and you, you can also this one guy set up he had like this like erector set type thing that he was setting up instead of like the normal ramps we used Uh um and it took him like 45 minutes to set (laughs) it up and then he he like eschewed any help from us he's like i'll do it my own way then he got in the (laughs) truck and backed up and immediately hit the whole thing and it fell over and then he got out and was mad that we didn't like tell him to stop and you said you had it oh my god yeah um, they're a wily bunch. They sure are. Um, they keep America's blood flowing, but at what cost? <laughs> it's like when I breathe in, but 
I don't breathe out. <laughs> well, in this lot, uh, John and Fernando are in the cab, and a woman approaches the truck offering a blowjob. Fernando invites her into the back, and then we see John and this uh, lot lizard making out in the back of the cab. The couple pops their tops off, and then John has his jeans unbuttoned of his mini buttons. He has like six buttons on his jeans. Oh, yeah, those button flies. Yeah, they're uh, quite something. They're classic. They are classic. You don't see them a lot anymore. I've only seen them a few times. You had button flies when you played the character in my teleplay, the the creature of Greasy Creek. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I need to go back to that character's mindset in order to understand where John Seaman's coming from. Seems like if you got to piss, it's not a great... If if someone has to piss a lot, they're not a great investment. Yeah, I think that I would find that tedious about them. I'm like, button one, button two, button three. Sometimes I just, like, barely make it, and I'm just (laughs) fucking wearing rags. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This truck stop BJ Queen they picked up has a rad bod. As she finishes undressing, this becomes clear. She does. She then begins to blow John, who has also finished undressing. This continues for a couple of minutes, and then she lays back, and John uses his fingers and tongue to stimulate her vagina. After a minute or two, he mounts her missionary and begins to fuck her. The music at this point becomes infuriating, (laughs) along with the overdubbed moaning. Uh, Both of these seem to be looped to some uh, extent, Uh, and it's worth noting that like the overdubbed moaning certainly doesn't match up with what's happening on screen. No. Um, at least I guess there aren't any bird calls. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> John starts to fuck the lot lizard from behind as she lays on her side. This also continues for a couple of minutes, and finally he pulls out and comes on her pubes before pushing it back in and giving her a few more thrusts. We cut to the truck taking off again. John asked Fernando why he didn't join them in the back, and he said he was too tired. Fernando admits that she was beautiful, though. John says, there'll be another time. They'll find another one, as he puts it. Our boys decide to stop at a motel. We see them walking, and Fernando catches a glimpse of something happening through the window and has John stop to join him in watching what's happening. Mm -hmm. There's a couple on the bed, and they're sort of sideways 69ing with the guy more or less on top. Uh, After a bit, they shift to being on top of one another. And it's Juliet Anderson. It is Juliet Anderson from Dixie Ray Hollywood star. And others. And others. But similar to the great BJ she gave in Dixie Ray Hollywood star, she is working in a 69 here, and her partner holds up his leg, uh, like parallel to the floor, so that everybody can see him fucking her mouth. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like a mule kick. Yeah. Like that, like exercise. Uh, but he like sustains it for a long time, so you can see it. It's a complicated some would say unnecessary maneuver but i don't think tobolino is going to move that camera no it's it's something that makes a lot of practical sense if you want to get a good shot of the uh sucking there yeah other Um, people would just move the camera to be like between the legs or something else but i guess that's true (laughs) not our man carlos After a bit, the guy mounts the woman missionary and fucks away for a few moments before laying down for her to ride him cowgirl. 
After a minute, they go back to missionary, and after a bit, the guy pulls out and comes on the woman's pubes and belly before putting it back in again for a few more thrusts. John and Fernando get room seven of the motel, and as they walk in, they're chattering about the scene they just saw. John asks if Fernando knows anybody who lives nearby, and Fernando explains he's never been here before. However, Fernando has what he describes as a sex newspaper. Excellent. They look and find an ad for quote-unquote massage parlor girls and decide to call them up. John notes as he's calling them that they're horny guys, so send two women over. Fernando talks about how horny he is, and John (laughs) notes that Fernando has been horny this whole trip. Yeah. That's a pot calling the kettle black, John. Especially since Fernando didn't go back when John was fucking that other lady. Yeah. He definitely would have taken them both on. I expected, yeah, I expected him to show up, but he's just up front. He's got a long refractory period. John assures Fernando again that the kids can wait to get these deaths. Soon after, the ladies show up and note that they didn't have a room number, so they almost went into the wrong room. Because John only said what motel they were in. Yeah, and that they were horny. Yes. That also being an important detail. So they sent their tallest bimbos over. Yes, they did. So they all climb onto the bed, and the ladies rub the guys' backs, asking if they were in the same position for too long. They quickly start to help the guys undress. One of the ladies notes, You can't massage with your clothes on, and she helps John fully undress. Fernando asks what's going on, and John notes, Fernando's turned away at this point, Fernando will just have to see, pointing out that Fernando does like to watch, after all. Fernando and his masseuse turn to see John naked, and his masseuse starts to blow him. We cut to some fluty music as John's masseuse undresses, and Fernando gets on the other bed and pulls his cock out and just kind of plays with it. John licks his masseuse's vagina and then plays with it with his fingers. Meanwhile, Fernando is just watching and stroking away. John mounts his masseuse missionary with her legs held back and pounds away for a bit. You know, this this hotel room has two beds, but like both couples aren't fucking at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you think that that was something you would, that is something you would expect. Yeah, you would think so. But I think it, it really just comes down to the camera couldn't get in a position where it could film both beds. So yeah. they just decided to take turns. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So John's masseuse rides him cowgirl for a bit as Fernando's masseuse blows him. He also grabs her head and thrusts in it as John flips his girl onto her back and fucks her for a bit more in missionary before coming on her stomach and then popping his cock back in again for a few more strokes. Then we see the couples change beds and get some B-roll of the parking lot and cut back to Fernando and his masseuse 69ing. He uses his fingers on opposite hands to fuck her vagina. Two fingers in, two pointer fingers on separate hands. After a minute, they switch to fucking doggy style, and soon after, he pulls out and comes on her ass. We then see John and Fernando hit the road again, talking about their most recent conquest, all excited. Again, I I can't really express it how Fernando's dialogue really drives these conversations forward. You'll just have to put some of it. Uh, I think there's a good clip at the end that would make a good outro for this. Okay. 
The guys are looking for the school and stop at a random house to ask about it. Yes. And uh, this woman, I don't know where we are. It's a random house. She just lets him in. Yeah, so this is Mary, played by Marlene Monroe. Okay. She lets, uh, is it John who comes in? No, it's Fernando. Okay. Fernando knocks. So Fernando talks to Mary, and she pulls out a phone book for him to look at, and he explains to her that he's delivering desks to a school. So he's looking under the school section in the yellow pages, she asks if truck drivers are as horny as they say they are. Oh, Fernando yeah. says he is indeed always horny. He continues to look for schools, however. But finally, Mary pulls out his cock and starts to suck it. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's she just like creeps her hand in while he's looking through the yellow pages. John then walks in and asks if he can join in. Mary tells him to wait for her friend, her roommate. She'll be home soon. Though she notes, her friend is a bit hefty. <laughs> he asks how hefty, and she says 200 pounds, and this shocks John. Yeah, he's very upset. However, John is further shocked when her friend shows up, and it's Seika, yeah. who plays Judy. In a fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in Shallow Hal. She is much taller than uh, John Seaman is here. The other... The chicks in the the hotel were taller. They had yes, like big, yes. they had big heels on, but I still feel like if you're with the girl who's tall enough and she wears bigger heels, even if you're like you know like six foot or whatever, yeah, she'll be like maybe like an inch taller than you, and you're just like oh, yes, yeah. mistress. Oh, <laughs> I do whatever you say. I'm a little a little rat. Oh. I'm not on your I'm in all on your heels because I'm just down at your heels. Jeremy has interesting prototypes for relationships between people. <laughs> little bit of rat play. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of rat play keeps man. I need a chair. Keeps that doesn't the doctor fuck. away. Yeah, yeah. My doc. My doctor told me to eat a bunch of cheese, and your doctor told you to do a little rat play. My no, my doctor told me not to do rat play because I was doing it at the office because I have an <laughs> uncomfortable relationship with her. <laughs> We need to get me a chair that doesn't creak. Yeah, I, I know. I There's a like, lot of creaking on this show. Yeah, you hear a lot in like episodes. I've been when I listen to them, I'm like, man, I just need a. Uh, we need a studio, is what we need. But we need, we need to just chairs that don't creak. I'm gonna bolt them to the ground. That's not gonna keep them from creaking. It will when they're bolted tightly enough. <laughs> okay. Whatever, talk about this fucking movie. So Judy quickly takes to sucking John's cock, though he stops her to pull her titties out of her red dress, then takes it off completely. John begins to go down on Judy. Mary, meanwhile, fully undresses as we see John mount Judy on the couch. Fernando starts to go down on Mary. Then John is fucking Judy as he lays on his side on the couch and she lays on her back. There's some wet tongue kissing between them. Judy then mounts John reverse cowgirl on the couch. Mary sucks Fernando's cock more, and uh, he's not totally getting hard. <laughs> Fernando finally does. I feel like Fernando kind of struggles to get a full hard on a lot throughout in his sex scenes. 
Fernando does mount Mary on the couch briefly, but then both couples move to the floor where John is fucking Judy doggy style while Mary blows Fernando again trying to get him hard. John soon mounts Judy missionary. Fernando keeps having to reposition and I soon notice that he's pretending to have sex for a little bit in this scene. Mm -hmm. John, however, continues to carry the ball and uh, fucks Judy on the couch more before pulling out and coming on her stomach. Mary does, however, finish off Fernando, sucking and stroking his cock as he lays on the ground. We then cut from that to Carlos Tobolina himself. Professor Tobolina's adult education class. You can take it down at the community college. Yes, or in this case, what appears to be his living room. Yes. He explains, if you don't warm your partner up, you'll have a cold meal. Carlos notices Fernando, who has worked his way into this room, and Fernando explains he's there to deliver the desk. Carlos explains that he has to go to the bank to get his payment, because he's put it back in the bank or something because of how long they took. Yeah, they took a while, and it doesn't seem like they ever had a clear idea of their final goal. Right. Uh they're supposed to go to second graders. Yeah. The second but, graders are just getting scoliosis, just sitting on the floor. Yes. With their while little these, malformed backs just bending forward slowly. While these dumb perverts are yeah. here taking fucking, Sex 101 from Carlos Tobolina. Yeah, these fucking horn dogs. <laughs> so Carlos asks if Fernando can bring these desks in while he's gone going to the bank to get the money, and Car- Fernando agrees. As soon as Carlos leaves, however, and I think the guys walk out of the room, the ladies who are still in the room are uh, surrounding Fernando, and one asks him if it's true that truck drivers are always horny. Fernando says, I'm horny right now, and pulls out his cock, which the ladies begin to examine in excitement. Then John walks up and joins the ladies, who are equally interested in John's cock, though he requests that they take it out for him. Mm-hmm. rather than pulling it out himself like Fernando did. He's classier. <laughs> the ladies pull down his pants and work together to blow him. It's at this point that the two male members of this class, played by John Martin and Blair Harris, walk in from another room. They ask if they can join in, and they're happily accepted. And thus, the Tobolina orgy begins. Yeah, sound the gong. <laughs> So everyone undresses, and we see a lot of action, beginning with a bespectacled woman sucking John Martin's fat hog. Yeah, this girl looks like she's dressed like the the nerdy chipette. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The one that was Alvin. There's Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Was Theodore the smart one? Theodore was a smart one. No, wait. Or Simon the smart one. Theodore, was, was he a little fat one? I think Theodore was the troublemaker. No, Alvin was the troublemaker. Yeah, because we got Alvin. Theodore is the fat one, and and Simon is the smart. I don't know. I I, it's been a while since I've watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. Remember the episode where they all get they get caught by exterminator and he gasses them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real fucked up episode. <laughs> Traumatized me as a child. They were back next week, though, so it was okay. But it was a stressful week for me. Yeah, you thought they were dead that whole week. (laughs) It's like when I thought Mr. Burns was dead for a whole summer. 
I thought that, that we were going to come back to the show and it was just going to be Dave by himself. <laughs> mourning the loss of his chipmunks. Just oh, him no. just depressed and crying. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I love it. But that's uh, that's who she's cosplaying as. Yes. It's the, the blue one. Uh, the camera sort of zooms in and out at times and doesn't really seem to be focused on anything interesting uh, at, on a few occasions. We do get a nice overhead shot, which does show a lot of the different acts in the room at the same time. Yes, yeah. Some he used all his like crew that could like move stuff in like a day to shoot the orgy, and then just cut the rest of it down for the hotel scenes. Yeah. So John Martin fucks a woman missionary. Fernando sixty nining and fucking a lady's mouth. A group of three women are blowing John, and uh, Blair Harris is laying on his side fucking another lady. After a bit, we see John being finished off by a woman's mouth and hands with a very creamy load. Ooh. Blair Harris finishes on his partner's ass, and Fernando strokes finishing around his partner's mouth. She gets a hair in her mouth, though, which we watch her pull out. We see continued sucking and fucking around the room. John Martin gives his partner a facial and also gets cum all over her glasses and the rug. We get a wacky circusy music track playing mm-hmm. uh, after the wet shot. The room is still entangled in fucking, but they hear Professor Carlos Tobolina coming. Mm-hmm. So then the room springs into action and we see like a... A fast, fast motion. motion scene. Like in the Munsters. Uh, a direct uh, contradiction to the end of last week's film. Yes, fast motion instead of slow motion. Yeah, we really are seeing our top artists at work. Yes, we are. So this group uh, works together to get the room all cleaned up, everybody dressed in all of the deaths in, sometime between the time they heard... Professor Tobolina show up and him actually making his way into the room. It's called, that's just the comedy of fast motion, buddy. Sorry, Pardon? I don't get the joke. <laughs> the professor presents them with the cash that he owes them and has them sign a receipt. And the truck drivers leave. Oh, I completely forgot. There's a Moody Blues sighting. Oh, in their, in their pile of records and the Beatles. Oh, yeah. There was one record I couldn't identify that had sort of a, a devil's face on it. Oh, yeah. But uh, if anybody knows what that is, let me know. I'm very curious. But uh, I think the music in the scene would have been better if it had been the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they could have used, like, help or something when they were doing fast motion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet the Beatles would shut that shit down way faster than, like, Kraftwerk or any of the other bands who just had their music lifted for pornography. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, because we've discussed how the Beatles all went which ones went to porn theaters and would have known. <laughs> uh, John Lennon wouldn't have cared because this movie came out after the incident. Yeah, so he wouldn't have a chance to care. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Carlos tells the class they need to continue to learn about an important subject. Sex. We cut back to the truck and we hear Fernando say to John, I like this fucking fucking... Wait... I like <laughs> I like this trucking fucking job. Me too, buddy. Me too. We freeze frame on the back of the truck and get our credits. And that was our trip down the Carnal Highways. A tale 
of brotherhood and friendship for the ages. They didn't seem like a pretty short stretch of highway. Yeah, I think that they may have just been in like a suburb of San Francisco. Yeah, they just they, had, to, they had these... to take it like five miles. Yeah, they had to get these desks across town. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Carnal Highways. Carlos Tobolina's Carnal Highways. Waken the beast. Talk about your girlfriend. Don't talk about your girlfriend that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carnal Highways. This film is a, uh, a typical Carlos Tobolina joint. Uh, I did notice on IMDb mm-hmm. and in the film credits that it's credited to C.H. Howard. Yes. Which I assume is a Carlos Tobolina pseudonym. It is. But I don't understand why it wouldn't just be Carlos Tobolina's name on the IMDb. Yeah, you would think that it would say Carlos Tobolina as C.H. Howard. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know. And it links to him, and the only film he has is this. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of funny because I'm like, because it also says Troy Benny at the end of the credits, and I'm like, guys, (laughs) it ends with an an orgy. Someone, one of our listeners, get out there and update that, please. (laughs) I don't have an account. And I'm not going to make one. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty typical Tobolina film. It's closer to pulsating flesh than to uh, a masterpiece like Jungle Blue, like an avant-garde <laughs> okay. piece of experimental pornography. Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> it does seem to kind of take its inspiration from the trucker craze of the day. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. It exploits that, I think, about as much as you can, if that's your only idea. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's maybe the film's biggest problem, is that there really aren't any ideas beyond, I heard you truckers are horny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, it is an ongoing theme throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, but that, that's it. That's the idea. That's it. It's just yeah. <laughs> over and over. Uh, there's some funny parts to it. Uh, obviously, Fernando is just a, a fun simpleton. We all love it. Uh John Seaman's an unlikely leading man, but he turns in some pretty good sex scenes in this. Yeah. Like I said, if he had just groomed himself uh, <laughs> properly, I think he would have been, uh, we'd be talking a lot more about him than about some of the other guys we get. Yeah. I uh, think that John Seaman here actually does a pretty good job mm-hmm. having to carry most of the weight of this film on his shoulders. Yeah, he's got a simpleton riding along. He has to drive the truck, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the burden's on his shoulders. Uh, and for uh, what it is, it's a it's a pretty enjoyable little film. I feel like the length of this one and Disco Lady should have been switched, to be honest. <laughs> okay. There's about enough in here for 58 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes a little long at about an hour and 20. Uh, 
there are some nice appearances by stars I like. Like, there's a good Seika appearance. It's always yeah. nice to see Juliet Anderson. Yeah. Uh, John Martin getting his 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 old hog choked on by the last remaining Chipette. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after Alvin, Simon, and Theodore died. And the other two, the oh, yeah. the girl, other two girl ones, like Theodora and Al Al. Alvina, Alvina. <laughs> it's well, she's German, so it's Alvina. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It it gets a little boring at times. It's it's not quite as interesting even as pulsating flesh. Okay, it's a uh, it's pretty bare bones uh, for the most part. Uh, I would probably give it a two. Okay, I would say I would definitely prefer pulsating flesh to this. Okay. Uh, this Carnal Highway, I would just take the, I would just take the surface streets. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say that I have a more positive feeling about this movie than you do. That's okay. Um, I'm a Tobolina head at heart. I know. <laughs> no, I would say that oh, this, head. <laughs> this film is really 1980s best buddy film. It's the story of two people bonding on a trip down the road and getting yeah. their cocks worked on. And I think that the friendship between John and Fernando in this film is something that more films should have taken inspiration from rather than running away from. Yeah. I think that if we had more films like this today, there would be a lot less toxic masculinity yeah. in this universe. You, yeah, even though they're just going around picking up strangers and banging them <laughs> and being like, yeah, this job's great for just banging girls. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think you're right. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, but, uh, I think that I do think there should be, there should be more buddies. I think a guy, a guy needs a buddy. I think that usually when there's a couple guys in the film, they're either split up or working against each other or just, uh, just ignorant of one another. But in this film, it's two friends making their way down the road. Really, it's the sort of inspiration that I've taken to apply to our friendship, Jeremy. Thank you. And that one of these days, you know, when I decide to buy a truck and become a truck driver, uh, as I said at the beginning, you can be my simpleton friend who comes along and talks in a weird accent. Okay. And uh, we could just bang a bunch of chicks together. All right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, okay. I that... would <laughs> I would say the sex. Why if I talk like this? I love it. That's not really an accent that anyone does. Yes, I think that makes it better, though. It's a neutral accent. I think it's an accent that people would be like, where is he from? And would like really bang their head against it, trying to figure it out. I am just from around here. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I would say the sex in this film is of variable quality. Uh, it's not bad, but it's also not great. It's got that Carlos Tobolina level of intensity to it, which mm -hmm. is not a lot, but, uh, you know, John Seaman does a good job getting some poundings in, in there. And yeah, you Fernando really... has got about a 50% success rate. Yeah, John Seaman must have been rubbed raw after this one. Yeah, he had the... Shoulders aching dick chafing <laughs> but he got that check for delivering those desks yes 
But uh, I found this film to be very charming. I think that's the word that I would use for it. It has a lot of charm to it. I wouldn't say that it's good. No, it's... But I would say that I was entertained by it, and I found it fun. It's kind of like Any Which Way But Loose. Sort of, although I would say that I think... Well, you could certainly make an argument that some of the sex scenes go on for too long in this movie. I mm-hmm. still think that Any Which Way But Loose, uh, the last time I watched it, I thought had really terrible pacing. Oh yeah, it's way too fucking long. It's like two hours plus, but the dynamic is basically the same. You've yes. got <laughs> John Seaman is Clint Eastwood. Uh, and Fernando is... Uh, is the orangutan, yes. more or less. Like he performs, Clyde? Clyde. Clyde. He performs a similar function where he kind of gets in on things, and but mostly is there to cheerlead. Yes, uh, but instead of like punching a biker, yeah, instead uh, of just fighting, they're fucking. Yes, it's, and that's lovely. Yeah, no, it's I'm a, a lover, not a fighter myself. I know. I've never seen you in a fight, and I hope never to need to. I hope never to be in a place where you have to fight because I'm going to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I think that, like, that would be a turn of events. Like, it's not like there are no situations in which I would end up fighting somebody. Yeah. But it's been so long since I fought someone that the likelihood of it happening is minimal. Therefore, if you were in a place that it happened, it's probably best that you get out because shit's going down. But anyhow, uh, this movie I thought was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would give it three stars. All right. Well, um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report. Yep. Uh, Raincoat Report at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, ask us any questions. uh, If you find any pornography as you're ghouling around your local... uh, Ghoulery. Ghoulery. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the ghoulery. The movie ghoulery. That's where I used to get all my films. (laughs) Did the movie Goolery have one of those rooms with a, a beaded door with mm. all the porno in it? Yeah, but it went down into a, it was just winding steps down into a, a subterranean crypt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I went down there once, and there was a man bricking another man alive uh, <laughs> behind a wall. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think because so when I was growing up, I lived in an apartment complex, and like. Down a hill from that, and a couple blocks away, there was a video store. It was a branded Roadrunner video. Yeah, yeah, we had one of those uh, near my house that we never went to. Uh, they they were pretty cool, and like they for a period of time had like a membership club where if you joined it, you got like a a free rental every week or whatever. And yeah. also there was like the I think curtain. they had like Tuesdays they had like 50 cent rentals or quarter rentals or something like that yeah. and I would rent uh WWF pay-per-views. Oh yeah, that was fun. I would Yeah, I would have I would have like friends over for like sleepovers. We would sometimes like rent those cuz it would be like fuck yeah, you'd get hyped up. Yeah, it's a lot a of fun. Drinking Mountain Dews, getting hype on uh seeing the Undertaker just slam someone into a <laughs> coffin. <laughs> uh, but in addition to all of that, it did have a beaded off room. A beaded, beaded off. It had a beat off room. Where all the <laughs> porn was. Room. Uh, I remember just kind of taking a, a peek back there once. It was a very small room, but uh, you know, 
if I was an adult in the 90s, I definitely would have uh, had a membership and went back there and rented all the weird 90s porn. The one I went to at one point had the video games in what would kind of be like the beat it off room. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really beat it off. It was just like, this is a side room and they right. moved it and I wasn't aware. So I went in there once and saw all the, the boobies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in addition to Instagram, Gmail, and Twitter, we also have patreon.com slash raincoat report where yeah. you get two extra episodes a month, early commercial free access to all the regular episodes. Uh, I think that $5 at, as, a month. I think as of the time we're posting this episode, we don't actually have any ads <laughs> on our normal podcast. Oh, our, yeah. our ads with anchor have ended. They've I saw been disabled. And so we're not making any more ad money. So maybe the Patreon being ad free isn't a huge benefit at this point. But it will always be, and maybe we'll have more ads on our main thing in the future. I don't know. Whatever. It Whatever. doesn't matter. Early access. Yes, early access. Although, I'll also add that that has been not as early as it used to be recently. Shut but up. it is before everybody else gets. The big thing Shut is up. the two extra episodes a month. They're great. They're, They're great. wonderful. They're a lot of fun. Last week, we had my girlfriend on with us, and we talked about Playboy's excellent television show foursome mm -hmm. and how a turd in the punch bowl can really ruin the night for everybody. Wow. I hadn't heard that yet. Yes. Because we haven't recorded this episode yet. I'm so glad that you have like foresight. Yes. That you have the shining. Yes. I have the shinning. Miss, Miss Tor and Danny's mouth. We've been trying to figure out the name of the kid in that all goddamn day. You don't have to look it up. I want a listener to tell me. <laughs> I really want to look it up because it's bothering me Well, now. you look it up. I'm going to record the outro. All right. When you go and down the Connell Highways alive, don't forget your caught. You like that one? I like it because it makes me really wonder... Where I'm from? Tony. Tony is the guy who lives in Danny Torrance's mouth. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's the elf. Yeah. You know, John, I like this tracking fucking job.